Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm starting off nice and quiet, nice and slow for uh, all of my uh, listeners that decided to partake in the the St. Patrick's Day holiday yesterday and maybe are feeling a little Mm -hmm. bit rough this morning. Um, I definitely am feeling a little bit rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, But you know what? This is kind of like my own personal uh, Michael Jordan flu game right now. Uh, It's Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Eichhorn. Jordan Flegel. Jordan What's going on, man? Uh, I mean, I know you worked last night. Were you able to yeah. enjoy the festivities at all? Well, no, I'm, I'm here to be loud for all those people who worked, who didn't partake, mm-hmm. who were, were responsible, kept away from, uh, you know, the the bad poisonous alcohol. Yeah. No, I, I worked I worked until about 1130 and then uh, realized Annie was still down at the pub with her uh, <laughs> friend Sasha and his, her, her boyfriend Jack. Uh, so I rushed down there and I got, I got two Guinnesses in. Wow, so nice. I rang in. I rang in the uh, the holiday in in style there at the end. You might not know this, Matt, but I mm. am a quarter Irish. Did you oh know wow, that? man! Did you know that I'm like technically more Irish than German? Okay, whoa! I've been living a lie then. Yeah, that's man. Cr- I, I've been insane. I've been swindling you all this whole time. I well, should be I should be throwing my brogue around right now instead <laughs> yeah. of uh, instead of instead of all this German talk. Uh, yeah, both both sides of my family. I've got some uh, some German. Wow. Uh, but I'm I'm also kind of a mutt, you know. You guys don't believe yeah, that I'm. Yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna say. I'm, I'm actually kind of yeah, like I'm, a mix of. Uh, yeah, I actually I actually have some native, uh, some indigenous in me. But you guys don't. You guys always say that's not true, which is racist. Yeah, I, but well, uh, that's no. fine. Um. Uh. No. I. I mean. I. I always believed you, Matt. I just. I. I don't no, necessarily see it. So I can. I can see it being a lie. What are you talking about? Look at me. You're, you're that type of guy. I'm the you're embodiment right. I, of uh, this is an, audio... an indigenous man. <laughs> this is an audio uh, you can you can see you can be whoever you want to our listeners matt i i, I really wonder too. what they think that you look like because i guarantee i guarantee you people it's not what you think i we'll, mean we'll get we're going per- on youtube soon yeah, and you'll, you'll yeah. be able to see it's pretty hard to top like i mean i'm sure in their minds they're like wow such a great base uh you mm-hmm. know he's very confident when he speaks uh <laughs> i i mean they, they probably are picturing kind of uh i don't know whatever like is your go-to handsome guy you know like a ryan gosling or something you know yeah. that, that's kind of what i assume people think i look like and I would but be it's a even bit better than you don't. think yeah it's, it's even, even better, better than you think guys. So, <laughs> somehow Somehow I'm able to put it off. Uh, I'm probably yeah. Before we go on YouTube, I'm gonna start working out or something. Get some face fat uh, <laughs> taken care of here. Uh, or maybe get one of those peel backs. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. You can just uh, straight up. Uh, I, I seen I seen a video of a, a woman who looked like she was like 45, and she took two pieces of fucking tape. Yeah, took you it know, and I've seen this their... video or one like it. Yeah, yeah that scared me. For yeah. Some some of you women out there, you're you might need to be arrested uh, for like uh, thievery, entrapment, whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, makeup has gone too no, Matt, far, Matt. man. Yeah, no, Matt, that's as much as mm-mm, I I, mm-mm, I hear you, mm-mm. but we cannot become one of these podcasts. We're going to be clowned online immediately. That's if okay. We get into the dating uh, or uh, you know any any of that realm. So we we're experts on dating. We are. I mean, that's true. <laughs> we've been doing it for so long. Uh, that's true. But everybody, it's big dog ball talk. Uh, we're we're yeah, we're not gonna try and get clowned online for you know trying to act like we know what we're talking about in social world. But we do know what we're talking about <laughs> in the basketball world. Uh, and in the basketball world, shit has been going fucking crazy, man. It's March uh, Madness. Oh, March it's, Madness has what, arrived. What month is it, Jordan? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, everybody's getting a fifty point performance last night. Uh, again, I was out having a couple drinks, having a couple pints last night, some Irish car bombs, whatever the hell uh, I could throw down. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't even watch, uh, you know, I didn't even look cause it was like, Oh, the, the Pistons are playing some other dog shit team. Uh, <laughs> I literally couldn't care less. Uh, and then I sit down to record the podcast and, uh, Mr. Jordan Flegel here rem- uh, informs me Sadiq Bay drops 50. Uh, 51. congratulations. Big, big 51. Congratulations to Bay, Mr. Bay, uh, my Bay, uh, <laughs> on, on the 50 point performance. Uh, because there's been eight 50-point performances this month. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not over yet, which is still crazy. So there's room for... <laughs> we, could, we could hit double digits, 50-point performances. Um, oh, yeah. I think this is definitely going to be up there in the highest... Uh, they, they, someone could probably find some kind of a stat, but the highest scoring months ever in NBA history. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, not only have we been getting the 50 points, though, we've been getting the 60-point performances in, uh, yeah. you know, in Kyrie and Kat. So, I mean, Jordan, as far as these have gone, I mean, has any... Excuse me, has any of these really stuck out to you in particular? Well, I mean, the Sadiq Bay one was a little just kind of shocking when I when I saw that last night. Because, yeah, li- like you, I mean, I was watching basketball all all day. That I was watching yeah. the NCAA tournament um, and kind of forgot about the one game. Um, Fuck you, Iowa. I, I just, uh, oh, yeah, Christ. 
Yeah, and, and in a tale as old as time, I was like, my brackets never go anywhere. Annie, <laughs> here, just pick pick whatever the fuck you want. And beginning of the day, we started out hot, like 5-0. and oh, We were in the 98th percentile. Mm-hmm. We've come back down to earth now at about the like 60th, but we're still doing way better than I've ever done. So, oh, I'm getting me, shit on once again. No, it's 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 rough out there. But you know, Sadiq Bay, uh, Villanova guy. You, the, these guys we talked about, they, they mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. they just play better in March. They carry it over into to the NBA, and uh, uh, I, that one I think was probably the most shocking. But when I saw that cat, bo- both times when I saw that Cat and Kyrie had scored like sixty on the money, I was uh, that really fucking blew me away because yeah. fifty point games, you know. We'll we'll see them a few times a year for sure. Um, and yeah. they they they're they're still really impressive when they happen. But to to me, like they're not all that shocking. But a sixty point game, I don't think we had a sixty point game last year. Or like I can't remember the last. We might. I don't. Point we might game. not have. Yeah. Like we had. Like I know uh, Mello had a sixty something point game back when he was with the Knicks. I know uh, Braun had the sixty something when he was with the Heat. But like. In more recent memory, I don't really remember that many 60-point games. No, I mean, there was um, the Devin Booker uh, yeah, 70, Devin Booker. but I mean, that's uh, a totally different beast. Yeah, yeah. And so the the 60 points, especially coming from Cat, of all people, uh, really, really shocked me. Um, and, you know, we, obviously a lot of it was on threes, and he, he had a really good shooting night. Um, but he did it in only 36 minutes as well. And then Kyrie... Uh, got his 60 in only 35 minutes um against the magic of course uh, everyone likes to you know r- run up the score against the magic magic <laughs> yeah. these days but um but uh and and then you know the fact that Kyrie had had already had uh you know a 50 pointer uh however long ago it was against the hornets on on March 8th um and like to do this you know the fact that it's Kyrie makes it so much funnier you know as yeah. a part-time uh you know sometimes NBA player to to you know hit the hardwood and uh, just absolutely go nuts. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Well, and, that's what you know, everyone everyone was saying, man. That uh, after Cat dropped sixty, Kyrie had to put on for the anti-vax community and throw yeah. down sixty of his own. <laughs> yeah, it's the really uh, personal. He took that personal for sure. Yeah. Yeah, two New Jersey guys going <laughs> yep. at it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's been insane. It's been insane. Obviously, you know, Kevin Durant's and LeBron's. I was impressed by them, but like I've seen them do that before, so I was like, okay, yeah. Especially in LeBron's sure. case, uh, he, I'm pretty sure the stat still stands. The Lakers are like 0 and 9 after the All Star break, uh, possibly 0 and 10 now. When LeBron doesn't score 50 plus points, those yeah. are the only two wins that they, yeah. <laughs> that they have. Um, but uh, yeah, for for me, the the 60 pointers, man, th- those stood out. Those were incredible. Well, I mean, and for cats. Uh... Cat sixty pointer. I mean, that was a, a a really touching one as well. Because uh, you know, after he revealed that the that day was the the two year anniversary of when uh, him and his parents went into the uh, the ER uh, yeah. in New Jersey uh, because uh, his mother had to be admitted with COVID nineteen and uh, obviously ultimately ended up passing away. Um, yeah. So you know, he really uh, he dedicated that game to his mother, and uh, you know that's a. That's one of those uh, bigger than sports moments. That's one of those ones that, you know, that's what really makes you fall in love with sports to begin with. Uh, you know, really cool yeah. moments like that, that, you know, you, uh, an athlete can really put everything together uh, and, and do something like that. So I think that's uh, that's pretty amazing uh, what Carl Anthony Towns was able to do there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it's been, again, an insane month in total. I mean, and then we haven't even spoken. Well, I mean, we, we covered uh, the, the Tatum dropping 54. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was one yeah, of the yeah. eight. Uh, as well, uh, this month has dropped uh, fifty plus, and we talked about that on another podcast. Uh, go back and check that one out. Uh, it's in the uh, the header there. Uh, Tatum dropping fifty four uh, to hear our, uh, our expanded thoughts. Um, yeah, but yeah, if I had to pick one of these as like the best performance, uh, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's it's got to be either you know Kyrie or Cat. And I mean, uh, at the end yeah. of the day, I mean Kyrie's done. He's had two fifty point performances this month. Uh, which is fucking crazy. And again, he's pretty much doing this as a hobby. And now the kind of the, (laughs) the, the, the take is out there, you know, and, and you actually, I think I, again, I'm going to give you your, your flowers, your credit here. Uh, I I think you, you said on a podcast, just on a whim, just, you know, in, in the, in passing, you mentioned, you know, Kyrie might be one of the most skilled basketball players ever. And now that's Evan Fournier bit that one off on you. Uh, yeah. He was tweeting it. No, I mean, I, it's true. I am hearing it a little bit more now. I, yeah. I, I heard the specifically someone said, you know, Kyrie has the deepest bag in NBA history. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that that might be true. You can make that argument. 
well, I mean, well, he can pretty much do everything. Uh, obviously, he's not like an imposing physical force, uh, but that's that's what makes him so good. I mean, if you're if the, you're only you know he's about six two, six three, uh, yeah. and you know never it doesn't look like he's really lifted that many weights in his life. Uh, yeah. You know, probably just drinks like a vegan smoothie or something, calls yeah. it a day, uh, <laughs> runs around the track once. Uh, he inhales some sage smoke and then yep. you know goes out and does his thing yeah yeah and then he goes out and drops 50 i mean it's uh <laughs> it's pretty crazy uh and, and i mean you know kd Kyrie twice i mean that's three times the nets have had uh, 50 point performances uh and i mean they've really been catching fire uh obviously yep. we're, we're we're gonna get to uh a a, a certain uh, a certain guy who extinguished that fire or we're a little bit later <laughs> in the podcast um but yeah, personally, I think if I had to pick one that was, uh, you know, the the most impressive, I think I would go Cat, just because, you know, I can expect Kyrie to get clo- like 60 or 50 close to, because I, I believe he had 57 against the Spurs back in Cleveland, yep, 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 uh, yep. which was a great performance as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I would have to go Cat, just because, you know, I, I would, I, if I had my, the, my, my prediction sheets, I probably wouldn't have Cat 60 point performance no. written down. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great time for NBA basketball. I mean, every night you're pretty much expecting someone to go up. They yep. gotta just, uh, you know, I, I, and I also understand it. Cause like, I, I'm kind of torn between what I would like to see them do. Like, uh, when there's a big blowout like this, like again, like Kyrie, when he dropped 60 on the mat or on the Mavs, the magic, uh, you yeah. know, they were up like 40 fucking points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like at the same time, I'm like, you know, I get why Steve Nash would pull Kyrie until he gets 60 and then let, then take him out. But he had like 42 or something, 41 to the half. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck it. Let him go for 80. Why yeah, not? Fuck on. it. Be, like it's be, history. Be yeah. Why not? Yeah. If you, if you're that close, like, I mean, like you might, you might as well let them give it a shot. He gets enough. He gets enough rest uh, on the days that he's not allowed to play basketball. So exactly. Uh, get him in there. Get as much as you can. Someone, I, I will, I'm going to put the prediction out there. Someone sometime in my, in our lifetime, I was going to say my lifetime, but I'll include you there, Jordan. I'm hoping that you'll, <laughs> you'll be sticking around as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that sometime like, it's going to happen that someone's going to break that 100 point Wilt record. I think like people say, oh. people say that's an unbreakable record. I think someone's going to do it one day. There's going to be a situation where someone is going to go off for like 70 points. They're going to have like 45 again, same thing with Kyrie at the half, but it's going to be a closer game and they're going to fucking keep it going. I no, think man, someone's going to do be- it. It's going to be Chet Holmgren. I'm calling it right now. Ooh, first first game Holmgren. in the league. He's going to come in. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, first game in the league, drop 100. That's a fucking 2K storyline. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, Matt. I mean, I, I really want it to be broken, but it's just it's just crazy to me that no one's... Like, Kobe obviously came closest with the 81, and yeah, yeah. I just... I don't even know. It's tough for me imagining the scenario of anyone getting quite to 81 even, just because Kobe had to do so much... He was getting double and triple teamed at the end of that game. I don't think any yeah. other players, even if they had scored like the amount, let's say three. Well, because that was quarters, a close game, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, it was. A, it was circumstances, you know, made it possible for him to even still be in the game. And you have to be Kobe to not. You know, he probably sh- shouldn't have got anywhere near that. The amount, yeah. like he probably should have been giving up the ball more uh, with the attention that you know that Raptors defense was giving him. Um, so I hope it gets broken, but. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I We'll see if it's in our lifetime because that it is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was actually thinking about this. The And to be fair, this is just uh, I, I've told I've mentioned on the podcast before, but this was a, a, a long time ago, maybe in the first like 15 podcasts, something like that. Uh, I have a crippling fear of what's going to happen when like teams like the Lakers and the Celtics run out of jersey numbers and guys are all wearing like <laughs> 67 and stuff. Uh, I really don't like the idea of retiring numbers for that uh, that perspective. Um, but I feel the same way with like legends because I mean, there's already so many guys that me and you barely know anything about. Uh, yeah. You know, from the from the early uh, you know foundational days of the NBA, I'm really worried about like how are some of these guys going to be treated? Like you know, when we're old men, like when we're in our 60s, like 40, 50 years from now. Yeah. Uh, when they do the NBA 125 team or whatever, <laughs> uh, like, are they going to be, you know, like, like are, are people going to be like, well, Chamberlain, who gives a fuck? Oh, like, I, I, I seriously, yeah. I'm like, I, I, that concerns me. I'm like, I, I feel like there's almost, it's too much history. Like, we're going to have to fucking like shut yeah. the NBA down and make a new league just for the sake of, you know, you know, because I, I, I think it would be really criminal to, to forget some of these guys that, you know, yeah. put on yeah, these yeah, performances. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, by the time I did, like if I, if I ever have a kid or something, God willing, I don't, uh, on, I mean, if, yeah, yeah, fever. I was going to say, yeah, you were pushing that narrative. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if I had a kid, you know, it's a, you know, if I ever heard them, you know, playing 2k or something and they say, man, this Kobe guy is trash. I'd have to fucking oh, take I'd him slap, out back. I'd oh fly. yeah. Oh, take my belt I'd, right off. 
Oh man. Yeah, no, I uh, it is going to be weird cuz I hear all the a lot of old heads talk about that happening yeah. right now like with all these guys that have been kind of forgotten. Oh, you know Dolph Shays was actually <laughs> And they do sound kind of ridiculous, but like I'm it's it's definitely going to happen to us and you oh, know, 100%. We're, we're only going to you know have each other to to talk about it with like all of us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people around our age who watch the the league uh you know around this time so yeah, yeah. It's, we'll we'll see it'll be interesting to see especially too like which players get remembered for what like mm-hmm. at this point i i don't think even though carl malone has racked up all these fucking stats uh over the course of a really long career and was uh an amazing player and mvp um you know granted he never won a championship but i i feel like people almost treat him like an afterthought uh or a lot of the time these days because he's for good reason kind of a prick uh (laughs) uh, in in a lot of ways and doesn't doesn't like he's not like charles barkley who's still on you know in the public eye he's 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 really kind of faded away from uh you know all kind of public appearances uh, living in some so, shack in alaska or some yeah, shit wherever the hell he lives wherever he you know he likes to fish and yeah whatever mm-hmm. but uh like I, uh, I i'm interested to see what what guys will kind of turn out like that will be kind of afterthoughts um you know people have made the james harden comparison like if things yeah. go badly that he'll be this guy with all these stats but people will will say oh you know he's really not neil you won't really be talked about as uh that the the great player and you know that that's fine that's fair enough uh you, certain accolades you know especially if we see now guys if you don't win a championship you're just not put in the same category so we'll see we'll see how these these, these guys that we know and love now will, will go down in history it'll be really interesting well nobody ever forget uh chuck hayes he's a beast um yeah. the uh yeah i mean we're talking about old heads lebron james what the fuck man when you get old, he's losing it. Wise, yeah, I think LeBron is on the verge. This is like, rough. It was very close. I think that he, like we, as, as we mentioned just before we started recording, like I think he's on the verge of a mental breakdown. For he real, he almost murdered Scotty Barnes in front yep. of all of us. He that, tried to kill him. Yep that that Raptors Lakers game in particular, the Timberwolves game as well, really I think pushed his, <laughs> his patience. But I think that was more for Westbrook to be honest. Uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Wait, what'd Beverly. What you call him, Matt? What the fuck? Oh, you you, you heard what I called him? Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw a video of that fucking fool going up to someone in the crowd, but I was kind of confused the whole uh, the whole thing. But Did you hear so- him? He's like Westbrick. Yeah, yeah. Fan. Calls 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 Westbrook <laughs> over, and then he's like, "What would you call what'd me?" You call he's me? like, "Would you call me?" Yeah, and it's like, man, what would you do? Are you gonna box a guy up, Westbrook, in the middle of the fucking crowd that can get ejected? <laughs> Are you gonna go and tell security to kick a guy out because you called you a name? Like fucking yeah, grow pre-game. up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, LeBron, especially in that Raptors game. I've never seen him like that. Usually he's such a composed and professional player when he's out there yeah. and he, you, know, you never even think anything of it, uh, you know, when he's doing everything. He was slamming the ball off the ground. He's oh, screaming he's... at the refs and his teammates. As you said, he whipped the ball at Scotty Barnes, which was just like, obviously, you know, I, I, he got away with it. I don't think he needed to get teed up or, or anything, to be honest. No. As, as much of no, a scumbag no. move as it was, it's kind of like, Technically, he was doing he like it was a basketball throw it off. move, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But the, but I mean, again, for like a guy who's like one of the best playmakers ever, uh, you know, you had four open guys, you could have yeah. easily <laughs> inbounded it back to. You clearly just wanted to spike it off of Scotty. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, fuck you for that. Um, but yeah, it, I feel really bad for the Bron. Like at this point, like I think if the Pelicans catch him on the right night, like they could win that play-in game and just send them home. Uh, first yeah. game. Like I, yeah. I don't think that's so crazy because he's he lo- he literally I he's having some sort of crisis right now like a, a crisis <laughs> I don't know yeah uh, yeah it's, it's it's brutal it it's tough and guess what Matt uh, the uh, Lakers and Raptors play again tonight yep. uh, seven thirty p.m. Uh, I guess that's back in Toronto now the the like or the Raptors uh, road trip coming to an end um, yeah and finally uh, undefeated yeah oh what a well, yeah, for Raptors fans, what a successful trip we had! Yep. My God, that was uh, we're and we we're, we're we're caught up with Cleveland now. Everyone, we're we think we're still Thank behind God. them in the season uh, or the season series or t- tiebreaker yeah. somehow. Yeah, but, death, uh, yeah. As soon as we win more game, we overtake them. Jared Allen's out, and I was going to uh, say that's good. really been hurting them. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Le- LeBron. <laughs> oh man, he's he's at the point now. Like I I watched a clip. I I can't remember. I don't think it was the Raptors game. I think it was the Timberwolves game. But he. Uh, he got so frustrated under his own basket that, and like, 
the the Timberwolves missed. The Lakers got the rebound and pushed the other way. But he was so mad before the play <laughs> ended and the Lakers secured the rebound. He walked over the bench and asked for a sub and didn't even go with the Lakers to the front court to try and score. They just yeah. played five on four. And I think, you know, obviously, poetically, it was either a mellow or a Westbrook miss uh, yep. down on the other end anyway. <laughs> and LeBron was the just future. waiting there on, on, on defense. But, like, I haven't seen that pretty much ever and in, in, i haven't seen him like publicly with this kind of body mm-hmm. language not quit on the team but like be so frustrated that he's like letting it show yeah. that he's and to be blown out by you know by the timberwolves and it, it obviously in the game everyone's seen the uh the, the westbrook shot uh that that airballed from the corner and then cat <laughs> looking around uh and pat beverly you know trolling him and yeah uh, and 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 again like not to always bring it back to to westbrook when you talk about the lakers but him he after sucks. the game, him after him after the game, still not at all like <laughs> like he could have handled it in any any number of different ways. But to you know to when when someone asked him about the trash talking, just to say, oh those guys in Minnesota, they've never done never done anything in the yeah. league. I'm not gonna like Russ. You still airballed like a wide open three. Had a bad <laughs> game. You've, yeah. you've been losing. Uh, like the Timberwolves are way ahead of you guys in the standings. Like have yeah. some. It just like we talked about in the one of the last pods about the whole West Brick thing. This is just going to keep adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. People are going to want to keep doing this. Like I don't get how he doesn't understand this. Like he's yeah. such a such a hothead. If he would just, I don't know. Like you can say like, oh, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that, and not address it, and then bring it back to how like your performance and you you guys as a team needing to do better. Yeah. People are less likely going to want to keep like teasing you about this because you're 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 kind of doing the right thing and yeah accepting what responsibility you and your team have for uh losing this games but uh yeah Le- lebron i i do feel bad for him i think everyone's starting to feel really bad for him it's mm-hmm. really just about the scoring title now and I-, I really don't know though too because this whole time i thought you know even though the, the, the lakers were losing every every fucking game they played i thought lebron's still gonna hold out hope that when anthony davis comes back they can upset someone sure i think he's yeah. still gonna have that but I'm starting to lose faith in even that. I'm starting to think that this Lakers team is looking around after these blowout loss after blowout loss, thinking Anthony Davis isn't even going to fix this. What the best version of Anthony Davis still can't. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be 100 percent to a win. Yeah, and he's still not back now. Like I, I uh, whenever he comes back, it's going to take some time to ramp up, and we know that he's going to just fall and get injured again because uh, that's what Anthony Davis does. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll see how long he can even stay on the court once he gets back. But yeah, it's uh, I just think they're starting to lose lose faith. Like all these old guys are starting to you know their their minds already at the beach. You know wherever yeah. they're going to go. Russell yeah. Westbrook's Gone already fishing. planning his uh, his 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 vacation. Like I. I really don't think, uh, and we've been talking about this all year, that these guys have the mental, uh, you know, as much as they're veterans with, you know, the experience and the playoff experience, I don't ha- think they have the mental stamina to be like, okay, I'm going to, we're we as a team, that we've sucked all year. We haven't had one single moment of like good camaraderie <laughs> where we put like winning basketball together. We're going to go on this journey through a tough West and win a championship. I just don't think any of those guys even really want to do that at this point. Yeah, and it's, 100%. And it's sad. It's sad. Man, Carmelo at least is like, like he would, I feel I feel bad. Carmelo would be so nice on, and to be fair, obviously I'm uh, I'm biased on this, uh, but a team like, you know, the Raptors or the Cavs, just yeah. as like a, you know, the old head, the mentor, uh, yeah. like for a young team, he's wasting his, his basketball knowledge and experience right now on this old ass team. Uh, I, I think it's a one year deal. So, I mean, if he, I, I think he should either a retire B sign yeah. with like, well, I was going to say sign with a clear, clear cut favorite, but as we talked about in the last podcast, I mean, the league is so fucking wide open. Well, yeah. if you sign with the nets, you could still end up not even making it to the conference finals, depending on, uh, you know, how the ball ends up dropping. So it's like, fuck yeah. like you you can't guarantee that you might as well pass on you know your your knowledge uh and your pristine to someone else yeah uh, but yeah it's it's crazy just you know in thinking of lebron because you know it's thir- he's 37 he's kind of having a year that he probably should have had back in the day like with cleveland where yes. instead of putting because he's always been a team player he's always been putting the team first his, his entire career that's kind of like you know what he's been known for always trying yeah. to make the best of a shitty situation this is the first time I can say LeBron James has given up. He doesn't give yeah. a shit about winning the championship this year. He knows it's there's no no chance. 
Um, and, you know, I think part of that is, you know, he's gotten older and he knows, you know, kind of the limits. It's not like 2007 where he was like, yeah, 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 Eric Snow, this is a finals team. Larry Hughes, uh, you know, uh, Big Z, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get it done. Uh, you know, and, and obviously he's a different player. Um, but, you, you know, you I've never seen LeBron just kind of pack it in and be like, no. fuck it, I'm going for the scoring title and the scoring record. Like yeah. it's it's he's literally just trying to do whatever he can to salvage this year, um, yeah. which is sad. Uh, all like was again like as we said we're, like where if we're talking about NBA you know fifty years from now, uh, man, can you imagine the fiftieth anniversary of Big Ball Talk, uh, Big Dog Ball Talk, whatever the hell we'll decide to call it, <laughs> yeah. uh, Big Big Dog Talk. Um, yeah, we're, we're, it's gonna be you know the, we're, we're gonna have fireworks and shit. We're probably gonna be in the metaverse or something. I heard that's not going well. Oh yeah, so, uh, no, we're, yeah. We're, people what, are getting assaulted. It's, uh, it's shit. Not great. I mean, how can you get assaulted in the metaverse? You just fucking take it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like uh, it's like Tyler Creator said, man. How how can how can you get cyberbullied? Just close your eyes. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it is really sad that uh, you know LeBron's pretty much just like destitute now and has to be you know oh fuck it uh you know the the team sucks I'm not gonna get a ring people are gonna yeah. clown me anyways I may as well get the scoring title so that people don't point their finger at me. But even now he's like a half a point behind Joel Embiid. Yeah, it's not going to uh, be easy. He's going to have to try go full out to even yeah. get it, which is yeah. like it's what I was talking about before like you could, that's that's how you uh get an injury at at, at that age. That's what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, like I said this 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 season kind of reminds me of that 2013 Kobe season when he was really trying to get them into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, the yeah really really similar crazy, you know, yeah. years. And then yeah, t- tears his Achilles uh, it actually never is, the same. Yeah. It is um incredibly insane that how, how like similar it is you know two super teams but i mean yeah that exactly. one that one at least had people in their primes not like all these guys who were like 37 yeah. 34 35 it, like yeah. that was like dwight howard and his like young 20 i mean steve nash was fucking like 38 yeah, or steve, something but, but but you still had power and you had uh, uh dwight who, who meta in theory yeah should have still been good players and yeah it's uh it's it, it's a very a very similar feeling uh, season, so I just hope it doesn't have the same end with LeBron going down with some sort of injury. Like mm-hmm. he he's been Mister Durability, and hopefully he can continue to be that because uh, n- no one wants to see LeBron out for extended period of time. No, but no, no. it's uh, it's it's tough. Like, and I also just don't know what the fuck Anthony. Like, I don't think Anthony Davis, man, Anthony Davis really pisses me off. Like, I it doesn't <laughs> seem like he's that like like he's that pissed off about this that he hasn't like he doesn't give a shit I, I can yeah I, I can i can imagine like other stars uh being very outspoken about how he really wants to get back you know he wants to help his team or whatever and i'm sure he says all that stuff but he's just so like quiet when he talks to the media and then he get, gets kind of all petty when when they played the suns about how you know they dodged a bullet where they both know we, we both know that you know if i played we would have won if it was uh, fifth then we'd all be drunk <laughs> and uh and it's just like Man, all these guys just seem so. They're just everyone on that team says the wrong thing. Seems to has the have the wrong attitude. Obviously, other than LeBron, LeBron usually uh, does everything kind of by the book. Well, but, it's because they're all the star treatment, man. None of them are yeah. used to being shit on. They should be shit on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. I I don't know. Like, and yeah, I I don't even know when Anthony Davis is supposed to be back. But people like the NBA season is in the it's the dog days. Like people are yeah. gonna start packing it in soon. Like team like this this Magic uh, and and Detroit game last night was completely meaningless. Nobody yeah, cared. Like literally, we're yeah. at the point in the season where uh, you know I, I think there's less than twenty games left for, left for a lot of teams. Yeah, like that's that's gonna fly by. Uh, it's 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 really uh, you know for the Anthony Davis thing. If 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 you're holding out hope that the Lakers can somehow become whole and then win a bunch of rounds in the playoffs that just don't think think it's going to happen yeah yeah and uh you know we were talking about injuries here uh we're gonna we're gonna shift over here now to a a new topic uh you know steph curry going down with uh another ankle injury ankle injury number 95 like i, <laughs> I feel like if you uh uh I, I like if you if you just kicked him in the shin once he's on the he's on the yeah. ir he's on the shelf for uh, a couple weeks um, but it does suck. I mean, as much as I'm making light of it, uh, you know, Steph Curry, you know, having a pretty great season, you know, uh, like a possible MVP candidate in some people's eyes, definitely fell off a little bit more, uh, you know, than uh, he, he was in the past. Uh, but I mean, for the Warriors to lose him uh, and, and I want to also get your take timing. on something. Yeah, this is this is not good timing. I mean, they're already a game behind Memphis. 
Uh, and then the three and a half game lead right now over the Jazz and the Mavericks. But the Mavericks are again. We're, we're, we're I'm still teasing it. One more. Well, one more segment. This is and then we're gonna get to that guy. Oh, uh, yeah. The Mavericks have been red hot uh through a difficult schedule too may i add uh and and the jazz you know they're a solid team you know three and a half games i mean clay thompson's starting to look a little bit better i think he's listening to the podcast i think that uh you know he heard us talking because i think it was he dropped 38 the next day uh after our episode you know criticizing his play uh but they're already out wiggins right now so i mean they almost should just shut down the league at that point (laughs) um but they're out wiggins they're out steph curry um you know Tons of injuries, you know, have been plaguing their team for pretty much the whole season, and they've been able to kind of persevere. But, uh, you know, Steph Curry obviously is, you know, the driving force behind this team. I mean, Jordan yeah. Poole uh, has, has been playing uh, also spectacular in the last few games. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he can, you know, step up because I'm assuming he'll kind of be that next guy in to, you know, replace Curry in the lineup and take some yeah. of those minutes and usage. Um, but, that's not those aren't those are huge 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 shoes to fill um because yep. curry does so much that people don't even notice you know like to, just to set up plays just to you know move around the court to set up spacing for other guys or himself i mean it's uh it's gonna be interesting i mean draymond is uh is gonna be is back so i mean it's like they're gonna have him but it, it's just not the same like it, draymond is such a complimentary guy um yep. whereas you know steph is the guy um which you know we we, we definitely need to you know uh, cherish now uh and so that way we don't forget them in uh you know big dog ball yeah. talk 50th anniversary um <laughs> but uh yeah it's a uh it's definitely a shitty situation for the warriors like jordan do you think that they're gonna be able to hold on to you know their top three seed like it, it's possible if they're you know three and a half game lead dwindles on both sides from the jazz and the mavericks like yeah. they could drop to fifth technically if if because uh, curry's right now yep. pretty much sidelined like there's no timetable for return he might not be back till the playoffs yeah well they're they're talking about, you know, saying he can return by the start of the playoffs, which is, you know, mid-April. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I doubt they're going to try and rush him back too much. Like, uh, no, that's, yeah. that's a, you know, a recipe for disaster. And it's just it's just such bad timing. Literally, Draymond got back for one game, had one game against the Wizards uh, under his belt. And now the second game back that you're, uh, you know, the Warriors kind of have been waiting for this fully healthy squad once again finally uh yeah. and, and and curry goes down like this it's just the worst worst timing possible um and and so yeah to to think that they'll be without him for the rest of the regular season that's the worst guy to lose we we talked about uh, you know uh, how how much of an effect draymond had on this warriors team and he mm-hmm. went out and that's basically when they took kind of a dip um in the standings played more like a mediocre uh you know to a good team rather than a great team like they were at the beginning of the season uh, but without Steph, again, like we've said, once once you actually look around the roster, you know, look look past the top three stars, uh, you know, yeah. now it'll just be you know Thompson and, and Green. Uh, they they've got a bunch of pretty uh, pretty average guys left over from the uh, one bad year of the Warriors. You know, the, the yeah. these guys uh, again, not not the, it's not the championship kind of bones uh, that they had back in. 15 and 16 when you know mm-hmm. guys could go down and you had Livingston you had Barnes you had uh you know big guys Bogut Azili like a, a a really good kind that's of just Azili oh man there's a name I know I, I heard his name and I had to throw him in there again because I, <laughs> I forgot about him but I heard someone talking about the old Warriors got paid Festus. by the Trailblazers love Festus man yeah sorry to cut um, you off there <laughs> but uh like it's it's just it's 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 gonna be tough for them to to stay afloat I think without Steph like yeah. Uh, also, because you have Draymond still working his way back, like he's going to take some time to to sure. get back into the flow of things, and he he needs that off the, those offensive weapons. Like I think he's going to really help those other guys, especially Clay, uh, because this is also the first kind of stretch of the season that Clay and Draymond have been able to play, uh, you know, with each other, um, and that's going to be weird to do it without Steph. But, you know, Dray- Draymond gets, just like he gets Steph a bunch of clean looks, he's going to get Clay a bunch of clean looks. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're really used to playing with each other. Um, and, you know, he's going to help out Poole and and all these other guys too. But without Steph, like, that, you just, you can play them like they're a normal team. When With Steph, yeah. you have to yeah. throw two guys at him so much of the time. But if you're, if you're an NBA defense now, like, you can just, you don't have to worry about, you know, the, the overhelping and then, you know, Steph dumping it to Draymond and all the other dangerous shit that can come from that. Like you can just yeah. kind of stay home on everybody. And, uh, it's, it's tough. Like it, I, I, I'm really not, 
optimistic about them. You know, if, if, if uh, they've got other teams coming up in their schedule that, that really want to win and uh, themselves want to rise in the standings, I, I can see the Warriors kind of falling down quickly because Steph is just so important for them. Um, yeah. Like I, I can see a, a reality, you know, if, if Draymond's back 100% ready to go, they can get that defense, you know, kind of back locked in. If Clay really is back, um, and you know, you, you have other guys shooting the ball. Well, I, I can see them maybe keeping their head above water, you know, staying in that third seed, but, uh, you know, the, the Mavs are hot and like UTs, we're going to talk about them. The jazz have, you know, everything to prove. They're not going to uh, slow down. Uh, they want the highest seed possible. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Really, really bad timing for the yeah. Warriors. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much of it you saw, uh, you know, cause we, uh, you know, we might as well also mention it cause you know, some people have, uh, varying opinions on it. Um, the, the way that if you haven't seen it, uh, to all of your listeners here, uh, that Curry injured his ankle, uh, game against the Celtics. Uh, you know, they kind of got the, the smacketh laid upon them, uh, yeah. by the Celtics there in golden state. Um, Marcus Smart diving for a loose ball, uh, kind of comes in from the side, and then that's how he clips Curry's ankle. And Curry goes down, doesn't see there's no reaction, but when he gets nope. back up, he puts pressure on it, and you see him right away. The foot comes right back up. He's limping off, and then uh, obviously they get the stoppage. And uh, and St- Steve Kerr was heated. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that clip. He was yep. like yep. him and Marcus Smart. Like I think that Steve Kerr straight up. Like obviously, you, I, I don't read lips or anything. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I, I've seen the seen this uh, this interaction enough to know that Steve yep. Kerr was telling him, "Let's take it out back." Uh, yeah. <laughs> like he literally mentioned, like he or not mentioned, he literally fucking like pointed backwards, like "Let's go." Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that would be a good tilt, uh, Marcus Smart and Steve Kerr. I mean, uh, oh, I'd pay so much, man. That'd yeah. be amazing. I mean, hey, Steve Kerr uh, got punched by MJ, so I mean, he's definitely yeah, got some uh, some yeah. fighting experience. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, but it, I got a bone to pick with. I'll let you finish, Matt. But I got a. I got sure. Oh, I was just go gonna say. On. I mean, I I didn't think it was a dirty play. Like I I've seen like there's there's definitely been times guys dive for loose balls and they intentionally kind of take guys' legs out or land yeah. on their ankles and shit. And that's that that's a scumbag move. And people yeah. do that in, at all levels of basketball. I mean, it's just. You know, again, something that scumbags do. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, you never hear from these dirty players uh, after they retire and they're like, oh, yeah, I was dirty. I used to do all this <laughs> yeah, shit. And it's like, why don't I just admit it? Who cares? Like, hey, I want to show up. We- I want to sh- like corner Zaza Pajulia when he's coming out of his house with like camera equipment or something. Yeah. Like, I want to catch him off guard because just man. admit it. Just yeah, admit it. Just be like, I, I would like, I, I genuinely would like to know, like, if they can 100 percent honestly just be like, yeah, I intentionally tried to hurt this guy, or no, it was a free act, freak accident, look worse than it was. Uh, yeah. But, but in this case, you know, I do think it looked worse than it was uh, with Smart. Like, I mean, he dove in. He really didn't like move. Like, he came in from the side, so yes, he was angled, but like he was straight on the ball. Curry yeah. was moving towards the ball, and that's how that kind of happened. I, I, I don't think that, as, as much as I'm, you know, Marcus Smart's a bit of an irritant, uh, yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, he was going out of his way to try and hurt Steph out, uh, on that play. Yeah, I agree, and uh, that's that's what I kind of am annoyed with. Like, you hear coaches all the time, like, uh, and this would include Steve Kerr, uh, you know, every coach, you know, like, get on the floor, we love the hustle, yeah. you know, die yeah. for every ball, you like, they, they you, you want to encourage your players and all coaches at all levels do this to make hustle plays to go for 50 50 balls to, you know, uh, hustle out there. And Marcus Smart is the embodiment of that. He, he no yeah. one does that more consistently uh, and with more, you know, ferocity than Marcus Smart. And that's why he's respected as much as he is annoying uh, because of, you know, the, the competitor that he is, he's respected for that. And to, to then turn around just because like, I, I understand why Steve Kerr would be, uh, you know, worried about a play like that for Steph because Steph has an injury history, but yeah. you can't realistically be like, okay, you can dive for the ball uh, uh, if it's like a rookie and someone who's never been hurt. But, you know, if it's if it's Steph or someone with a history of lower body, body injuries, like you make sure you 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 can't, you, you know, don't dive on the ball uh, anywhere around him. Like that's so unrealistic in the heat of a game. You can't make that determination. You're going to dive for yeah. the ball if you see it loose on the ground. So it, it's just annoying to me because to, to me, it very clearly wasn't any sort of dirty play mm-hmm. with intent. It was unfortunate. Like we see this a lot. Guys dive on the floor. Someone gets their foot stuck underneath, um, and then it twists. Like we've seen, that's probably one of the more common injuries that we see uh, a, a few times a year. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just annoying to me, just because Steph has this injury history, you know, with his with his ankles and his feet, um, that somehow Steve Kerr expects this sort of different treatment, like people to treat him with like kid gloves out there. That that's not how it works. Like that's it's injuries. Uh, unfortunately, are a part of the game. You never want someone to 
go out of their way and you know uh, be like Grace and Allen and like really yeah, you know, yeah. pull you know pull Caruso down out of the air. That those things you can sort of flag as okay that that was a little bit too much. But when it's just diving on the floor for a loose ball, um, yeah, you, you, you can't expect different treatment uh, for guys with an injury history. So that that was kind of annoying to me. Very clearly, like right from the the start, no, nothing dirty about that play. For sure. Well, uh, we're we're gonna keep a, an eye on Marcus Smart. Uh, Jordan and I have an open investigation still. Uh, you yep. know, uh, he he may have had probable cause, uh, but uh, NCIS uh, Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're we're on the case here. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, uh, Scully and whatever the other one's name. Mulder. Uh, Mulder. Mulder. Yeah. Uh, what what one would you be? I'm the sexy one. Um, I, I'd Matt. like to be that one. The the woman you want to be yeah. Julian Anderson? All right, and then, that's fine. And then and then we end up getting uh, together. I, look like, I think that's I what people like, probably know. Eventually, we're going to be together, Jordan. You <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I look like uh, David Duchovny, the guy who plays Mulder. Uh, hey, by the way, perfect. Put, now put, we're good. Put, put, I, me and Annie were Scully and Mulder for Halloween. Matt, did I not tell you that this year? Yeah, you were a pig and Nicolas Cage. That was we did a we did two costumes. That was for for something wow. else. Yeah, Interesting. shout out to anyone who's seen Pig. Beautiful, amazing movie. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we mentioned that on uh, one of the podcasts. Oh yeah, actually. we did. Yeah, we yeah, did. you yeah, freaked me out. Um, but yeah, but for listeners to follow the theme, if you want to know what I look like, uh, young David Duchovny. Wow! No, yeah, uh, everybody, very, everybody probably you, you knows that. Won't even be able to like. distinguish. Uh, that, that's what I look like, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and, okay, we're gonna finally get to it here too. Um, you know, we've been teasing it throughout the the whole uh, the whole episode. You know, I've been we, we'd like to give you guys a tease. Uh, it's playful, uh, but you know, it gets the juices flowing. <laughs> um, but Spencer Dinwiddie is uh, absolutely. I, I tweet I tweeted out myself. Dallas Dinwiddie is top five right now. Uh, top, ever top one. He's he is. Going crazy, uh, two huge game winners uh, against like you know contending teams, uh, and this one coming right at the buzzer against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Uh, I was watching this game live, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And it it's so crazy because you know people there are literally conspiracy theorists out there that think the NBA is scripted. Uh, yeah. When Luca got the ball and he hit that first uh, that go the the, the go ahead shot yeah. uh, in the last uh, minute or so. Uh, of the game and then Kevin Durant goes down the other end. Once I saw Katie like called for the ball and wanted it, I'm like, he's gonna hit a three. He's gonna yep. tie it. And then what fucking sure enough, Katie hits like literally the like purest shot you could possibly have asked him to hit. Insane. Uh and then yeah, of course, then we get the fucking uh ball goes around, finds Dinwiddie in the on that exact same spot, right wing. Yeah. Uh, yep. you know, and he and he bangs it. Uh I don't I don't know like it's it's such a it's it's so interesting to me when team like teams trade for guys or make those personnel switches and like to see instant uh like you get your instant rebate on that you know you like yep. you're instantly rewarded and that player he totally already, does a one eighty crazy isn't it crazy that he's probably already more like beloved by Mavericks fans than Porzingis already he has more yeah, like standout moments I already. think he's done more for them I th- <laughs> yeah. I honestly do think he's done more than Porzingis ever did like what like seriously off the top of my oh, head I can't rough. think of I can't think of anything Porzingis did that other than you know averaging you know nineteen and like eight. he was playing okay in that first Clippers series whenever that was like uh, when when he did play and him and Luca were doing okay they had a good moment there they had a run going when they thought they were going to beat the Clippers yeah. but he was hurt that, in the yeah, playoffs I think, of, I think at one point too well yeah I think that it was yeah. it was only one of the years like I don't think last year uh, mm-hmm. he played much I think it was the first the first year so it would have been the bubble year I guess yeah yeah. Um, uh, they, they were playing really well. I, re- I remember there was a moment when, whenever yeah. it was that that uh, KP and Luca were actually playing well at the same time, but it didn't last. And they didn't even win the playoff series. No, uh, and other no. than that, can't even think of anything remotely close. No, and it, it's yeah, it's it, it, it's pretty insane. Uh, I mean, people around the league are you know starting to kind of buy into the Mavericks a little bit more. Uh, you know, me included. I mean, I, I know that you from the start pretty much said yeah, you know, give me be, someone give uh, me my flowers too please, for this one. <laughs> I, uh, I I want credit for this because I. I'm telling you, they're they're scary. They they are very scary to me. Yeah. I know they beat Brooklyn here without Kyrie uh, or Ben Simmons. You know, it's just Kevin Durant and the boys. But um, still, that's uh, you know that's tough when you're going. To, it's a close game and you're going up against Kevin Durant's shot making. You sure. usually yeah. will lose. Um, and uh, yeah, man, the the Mavericks. I especially with with what's going on. With, you know, with Golden State. You know, Chris Paul again. As much as I think and, and believe he'll be back and, and fully healthy, you, you never know. Um, the the West is still pretty wide open. Um, I, I'd say the West is probably more wide open than even the East, just because there's so many good good teams at the top of the East. So watch out for the Mavericks. They're, they're looking really really good. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you know if they keep this up, I mean, it's uh, you know, I again, I questioned this trade all over the place uh, when it first happened. Yeah, uh, like somehow running, and and I mean, again, this is kind of like if you want to really go back to the trenches here, like our very first episode of Big Dog Ball Talk, where we uh, just reviewed uh, the current player uh, position rankings. Yeah. Um, Luka Doncic, you know, I said not. I I think he should be more looked at as a small forward that like kind of like LeBron, like a point forward. Yeah. Uh, because he plays, at, he's listed as the starting point guard, and then it's Jalen Brunson is the uh, the shooting guard, and yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie's a small forward. It's like, okay, let's just make this more believable. Put Luca as the three, and yeah, then do the one and two. Guy, yeah. yeah, come on, go down the order. Yeah, but I mean, it's positionless basketball, baby. You yeah, gotta love it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is pretty crazy, though, that the three of them are on the court at the same time. But I think that and is just because we... Yes, it's yeah. Like the three I mean, guard uh, OKC lineup: uh, Schroeder, yeah, uh, Sha- yeah. uh, Shea, and uh, Chris Paul. Like sometimes those those lineups really work. Well, and I think that the the key to the success with like you know running the three guards, if you want to again call it a three guard lineup, uh, you know, because you know Phoenix tried doing it, uh, a few other teams, yeah. I think Sacramento tried to do it at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, they you can't you need the tall guard that can kind of play as a forward, you know, yeah, like you, yeah, you yeah. kind of cheat the system. Like it's never going to work. Like again, when the, the Suns were one of the first teams I can think of that did, I think the Raptors very early on tried to do it, uh, you know, in the, the late nineties, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas just wanted to, everything to be about point guards yeah, yeah. Uh, back then. Uh, but I, 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 it, it's crazy to me. Like, you know, you look at the Goran Dragic, uh, Phoenix Suns with, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas and Eric yep. Bledsoe, and they thought yep. they were going to be able to play the three of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. None of them are like, you, you couldn't even like try and convince me that any of them could play anything other than point guard, like, no, especially no, no, no. Isaiah. Uh, so put like, him at the three, put him at the three. Yeah. Baby. Well, and I mean, that ended up working out. Cause I believe that that was the trade deadline where they ended up sending yeah. him over to the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he went off. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. It's like if you had just given this guy the reins and you know moved Eric Bledsoe, who was going to tweet that he didn't even want to be there from a barber shop. <laughs> yeah, he was in a barber shop. Um, Come on. Yeah. So I, 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 it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy to me that uh, you know they, that teams yeah. are still trying to do this. But I mean, the Mavericks may have finally figured it out and cracked the code to you know make it successful. Well, it, it, their defense is not suffering. They've got pretty much mm-hmm. the best defense in the league. Like, the, or recently over the past couple months, they've been up there with the Celtics as the most uh, efficient defense. Like they yeah. are, they really get after it defensively and sneakily. They have good defenders like that. Dorian Finney-Smith, really good defender. Dwight Powell is a really good post defender. Like Dwight Powell, I think is criminally underrated. That's why I wanted the Raptors 100%. to do the Dragic Powell swap so badly. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, the Mavericks are not giving up Dwight Powell. He's way too yeah. important uh, for them. Like he, he does, you know, so much when, when it comes to, you know, he's, he's that classic, uh, kind of like Steven Adams is like unsung big man. You don't yeah. have to worry about him being unhappy, you know, really wanting the ball. You don't have to call any plays for him. Um, he's just going to rebound, run the floor, you know, set hard screens, uh, protect the rim. Um, and couldn't give a shit about his stat line. No, exactly. Like, but you know, he, 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 he's a really good passer too for a guy mm-hmm. his size. Um, and you know, I, I watched a couple times last night, like him and Luca have this amazing connection uh where you know if any time powell gets a mismatch like powell uh towards the end of that game kind of had Drogic sealed in the post um but luca but it was you know he, he wasn't in the post yet uh Drogic, uh you know switched onto him at around the foul line and luca as soon as he saw it instead of you know rushing because there was only a few seconds left on the shot clock he really patiently waited for powell to back him down into the post fed him in there and he got an and one like th- those yeah. two know exactly when to take advantage of you know matchups on the offensive end um and then you know off the bench maxi kleba is a really good defender like if, pe- if people yep. don't remember in those series against the clippers he did a pretty good job and i say pretty good because Kawhi kind of went off but he did a pretty good job defending mm-hmm. Kawhi yeah. in some of those games um he was the, the the main guy that they put on him like he's a guy who's bigger but can really move his feet um and you know you you've got other guys off the bench um and again like 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 i've said before they still don't have tim hardaway jr like another wing that would in theory get in there and, and really help them out because he's been their second best player uh, at stretches uh you yeah. know these past couple years um and they they've just got a, a solid squad that that really just takes advantage of what luca does best um and like like I mentioned in, in in last pod after the first game winner like Dinwiddie is such a good release valve for Luca you literally that was literally you saw that uh, in this Nets game Luca brings the ball up you know with a chance to win the game they send two at him 
he shovels it over to Dinwiddie, uh, who just lets it fly. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put that same sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't have that same confidence if that was uh, even Brunson or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Finney Smith. Like, even though Finney Smith did hit that, you know, that game winner uh, against the, the the purple team uh, uh. A, a few weeks ago. Um, but, like, I, I, I trust someone like Dinwiddie more who has that pedigree um, and kind of more of a, you know, he's a little bit bigger than Brunson, more kind of star quality to him. Um, yeah. uh, he, he's, he's shown already that he's that perfect guy when, when Luca gets, gets double teamed that he can either, either make a shot or go and make a play. Yeah. Um, and how poetic too, that it was against the Nets. Uh, it was former team who, uh, kind of, he became kind of an afterthought when that quote unquote super team was, was put together and, uh, he, he gets his revenge. It was a beautiful yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, shout out to Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie dollars, Dinwiddie uh, dollars getting that, getting that moon. goddamn money, man. Uh, and and to finish up the podcast here, you know we've uh, we were talking about it a bit here uh, previously, and uh, you know huge news for uh, you know both these teams, uh, Jamal Murray and Patrick Williams going to be uh, activated into the G League to kind of get some reps here to to kind of come yep. back and get some baby steps in before they uh, they come back full time to the NBA. Um, for the Bulls and the Nuggets, these are huge gets, very huge. different, very yep. very different players, obviously. Um, and then you know let's start with Jamal. Uh, I mean. The, the Nuggets could like they they Jokic is gonna literally feel like an eighty pound like weight is off his yep. back like yep. it's it's he's got to feel so excited to have a guy who can be not just a scorer but be ball dominant yep. uh you know make his life easier um a weird pairing that you know they they've worked really well together uh in the past uh and again for for Nuggets fans I mean the like if if your team has been competing down their best like their second best player all year yep. I mean fuck like. Again, we we've kind of mentioned in the past, like with Jamal Murray being healthy, and it seems like Michael Porter Jr. is kind of on his uh, on his way to coming back as well. If we have yeah, a fully yeah. healthy Nuggets team, I I definitely don't want to see them in the playoffs because no, no, I no. mean they're they're already just with Jokic and the Jokic Jets, they're competing with the best teams in the league. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I I literally how the Celtics are thought of right now as like this team that you know scary could get in. Some people are picking them to to make it all the way to the finals, Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. They have the same record, identical record right yeah. now as Denver. Like like I, I don't think people think that Denver is having that like good of a season, that much of a winning season. But they're all, like they're gonna win fifty games probably with yeah. just Jokic and and a bunch of shooters and guys who can't get their own shot. Like it's incredible what he's doing, and I think that's why people have a lot or a lot of people have him ahead, you know, out ahead of the MVP race, uh, you know, as, mm-hmm. as the front runner, just because how literally, like, if you take the word literally, how valuable uh, he's been this year. And I think that's a little bit unfair. I think we always tend to do that with MVP candidates. If you have worse teammates, but you're yeah. doing you know, more to help them out, you get more consideration for MVP. But like, it's not your fault if you have better teammates. So, you know, I, I kind of get the argument on both sides there, but I think that's why a lot of people have kind of elevated him. And, yeah. you know, the fact that he's brought the Nuggets along like this uh, without any sort of, uh, you know, uh, guy who can go create their own offense. He's literally the creator of all offense, uh, you know, on that team right now. It's it's really insane. And yeah, to, to get Jamal Murray back, if, if this is kind of the, the first step to getting him back for the playoffs, uh, that would be huge. That would be yeah, huge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I mean, then on the other side of things, I mean, the Chicago Bulls have really, you know, they, they even played with injuries all year. I mean, this yeah. was kind of the, the start of it. Uh, the start of everything happening for them uh, injury-wise was when Patrick Williams went down. And he was supposed to be out the entire year. Uh, yep. I don't think he was even supposed to make a playoff appearance. But I mean, I think once they realized that, you know, oh, shit, like we're kind of in like a contender status obviously that's cooled off a little bit more but you know patrick williams is a long defender he can clamp Mm -hmm. guys down i mean uh that's gonna be huge for them if they have a guy like that that they can roll out in the playoffs again especially if we're gonna see like a four or five celtics bulls matchup uh just to be able to constrain uh jason tatum that's massive that is such a big get for them uh because it takes pressure off you know a lot of these other guys they can just focus on scoring uh it's it's such a complimentary piece to have and you know with him back again same thing with uh jamal coming back for the nuggets uh i think this really does bolster any chicago bulls championship aspirations and it really helps out their chances of uh, you know making a deep run big time yeah because i mean their their defense was such uh, a big question mark at the beginning of the year and then they they did so much better than anyone thought even without pat williams because yeah. 
uh, of what, uh, you know, uh, between uh, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, the sort of toughness and and point of attack defense that they brought uh, actually made their their defense uh, pretty damn good, like above average. Um, and then, yeah. you know, to see both of those guys go down, uh, the, the defense really is what took a hit uh, because obviously, you know, the offense, you never really... Uh, or, or we've seen this year, you don't have to really worry about that, especially come playoff time between DeRozan and Levine and then Vucevic, uh, who will get his numbers every now and then. They're they're going to be a really dangerous offensive team. But uh, even, you know, when you do look forward into the playoffs, uh, you know, yeah. if, if you still didn't have Pat Williams, it's a lot to ask of Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, you know, even if they're both back, you know, fully healthy. Um, come playoff time to to guard someone like Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant or something like that. You it, you really need that bigger guy to be able to go throw on someone. And and Patrick Williams is is absolutely perfect. Like yeah, if he can work his way back into good physical shape, you know he's he's still a young guy. He's he's uh, got very young legs. Uh, even just as a as a guy to throw out there as a body, just for you know however 15, 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Uh, to go and be an annoyance, like a pest, you know, to get up, uh, you know, into somebody's jersey. He's 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 exactly what the Bulls need to, to give them a better shot of beating mm-hmm. a team like the Celtics, like, uh, you know, even like Brooklyn and these other, you know, uh, good teams with bigger wings in the East. Uh, so it's it's perfect timing for them to, to get him back. Hopefully he can sort of ramp up his his play and his production as as they go into the playoffs, because. Uh, you know, t- typically you you don't you're, you're uh, you know if you're if you're a team with title aspirations, you're not really going to count on a guy who's been out all year, who's who's still not proven in the league. Sure, but yeah. but in this case, they really need that player type so badly that that this is you know really good timing, and they they are going to have to rely on him at some point in the playoffs. So uh, yeah. it's uh, you know they're 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 getting something out of a spot that you thought was just going to be a zero this year. So. It's uh you know it's really really good news for the Bulls um and and someone to help out Io Desunmu too who's been a mm-hmm. revelation for them uh you know especially on you know on, on defense and been a guy who they can really count on more than I think they anticipated um and so you know the the Bulls it's it's funny too we're talking about them kind of trading away all their capital all their assets uh in in terms of sort of young players going forward really locked themselves into this team money wise but they've got some sneaky good young players uh, that yep. they can sort of go forward and possibly bridge the gap, you know, once this team has kind of run its course and uh, it's, you know, the, the, another team to look out for. I'm so excited to see what, what the, this Bulls team, especially with Pat Williams now, um, assuming he can come back, what, what, what they will do ultimately in the playoffs, because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to eliminate DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine with, with the amount sure. that they can go down and get basically whatever mid range shot they want, hit it at a good clip. Um, and, you know, they've been playing well all year. So, I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. I'm so fucking excited for these playoffs, especially in the East. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Um, and yeah, the Bulls are, are, are right in the mix. I'm, I'm super excited. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, you're getting fired up, ready for the the playoffs now. Uh, yeah, check out check out the Bulls, and uh, yeah, definitely don't sleep on the Nuggets. There uh, could be a bit of a a, yep. a, a, a a crazy run that we see them go on uh, this postseason, depending on you know how we see Jamal Murray come back here. Um, yep. But everybody, uh, help us out at Big Dog Ball Talk. Sauce is a follow. Uh, TikTok, yes, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, again, uh, I think this is going to be like a running joke at this point, but YouTube is coming soon. It's coming. Uh, we, we, we are getting that going. Uh, but as I said before, you know, we don't want to just give you like something that's completely half-assed. Uh, you know, we want to yeah. at least give you something that's uh, of, of some kind of quality. So, you know, give us some time. We're, uh, we're still part-time. So, uh, you know, again, with your help, we can go full-time. Yes, sir. Uh, but yes, uh the uh the at big dog ball talk uh universal so check us out um and it, it's been uh you know uh, another great month we've been uh, enjoying ourselves hope you guys have been enjoying our takes as well uh again we're gonna be going all year round uh we're hoping to get yep. a, another bonus episode on wednesday for you guys uh for all yes. our first time listeners we're every monday and friday keeping you relevant here yep. uh and then sometimes wednesdays when we uh we got the time so hopefully we're gonna get you guys one of those soon yep. uh and thank you again for listening to another episode of big dog ball talk i'm matt icorn with jordan flegel and as my friend jordan always says gonna get spiritual on you for a second man okay? mm. or not spiritual but kind of like well a little bit spiritual um, whoa, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, yeah yeah keep that going um just whoa, it's it's the energetic whoa, whoa, whoa. new year
here now, Matt, okay? Because Annie, my girlfriend's into all this stuff. Uh, she knows more than me, but... Stupid stuff. The, Matt, come on. Um, it's what? the energetic new year when spring starts in three days, which is like the, I think it's the start of the Chinese new year. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Please correct me if I am, anybody uh, who knows about this, but... What is it, it's March? The, yeah, uh, I think it's right. If you're feeling, if you're feeling a little weird, uh, a little bad right now, it's because all the, all the bad energy at the end of the year, everyone's uh, feeling very mucked up, but it's all gonna break free in three, three, three days, baby. Uh, we've, we've got spring starting, shit's popping out of the ground, and you're gonna pop out of the ground um, and start your year off right, and you're gonna Popping go do great off. things. Um, so don't 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 be uh, too worried if you're feeling a little down, a little weird, a little uh, as I say mucked up, because it's all gonna change. The rain's gonna wash it all away. You're gonna be good. How, are you excited for that, Matt? You uh, you ready for for the energetic new year? Come on. I live my life mucked up, man. I'm not here oh, to fucking Matt, do that. But uh, you know, I'm hoping that our listeners they're ready to get unmucked up. Uh, yeah. And you know, they'll wash away the rain from their skin and they'll break right. free like Zac Efron, High School Musical one. Amazing.